Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of the Wind Show Factor Podcast. I am your host, Justice General. I just want to apologize to everybody for last week. Unfortunately, I was not able to record. Um, I was stranded in New York City and everything was a whole big deal. Um, I had to take like a 23-hour bus ride. It, it was a mess. Um but I am back this week, and I appreciate your patience. Um, I guess the Bills are going to be asking for our patience as well. Um, if you're listening to this, chances are you're already aware that the Bills absolutely just blew it. Um, they they had a pretty bad game. And it's, it's, it's not easy to talk about. Um, especially for me, um, you know, this is really my first year doing podcasts. And on top of that, I'm not used to being a Bills fan um, as they are a winning team. Um, typically, they're either mediocre or bad. And so uh, the, 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 hurt, the losses do hurt, but you you kind of like, okay, I expect it, you know, especially as a Bills fan, it's kind of like, oh, the Bills are going to Bills, right? But now, now it's things just a little bit more. Because we are a great team. Well, we were, I thought we were a great team. Um, I thought that this would just be as easy of a game as as there could be. And uh, turns out I was wrong. Um, the defense continues to be special. Uh, Leslie Frazier continues to to impress um, just putting on an absolute masterclass of how to coach a defense. Um, it is it's a beautiful thing to see holding the Jacksonville Jaguars to nine points. Um, arguably they really probably shouldn't have even scored nine points, uh, but the offense just couldn't move the ball at all. And um, Jacksonville pretty much won the field position um, to well, Sunday and it was it was it was really uh demoralizing is the best way I could put it the best PC way I could put it it was it was really demoralizing to to witness it's, it's kind of like you you've got this team where you've got people like me predicting it go 72 and 0 we know how talented our quarterback is we know how talented our skills you know weapons are we know how talented um our defense is um, and then you have a situation where just nothing was going right. And it started last week in Miami. Um, and I was very curious as to why, you know, they were doing so many quick passes, quick screens, um, you know, running draw plays. I was like, what? This doesn't look like the Bills offense. And I was confused, right? And so I chalked it up to, okay, they don't trust the offensive line. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, you know, it's Josh Allen. You know, the offensive line can't be that bad. You know, if Josh has, you know, 
three, four seconds to throw the ball. He'll be fine. You know, two, three seconds to throw the ball. Really, he'll be fine. And um, he'll he'll move the pocket. He'll escape. He'll 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 be able to make a play downfield. And I think that that is true if he were to have two or three seconds. But I don't think he had that long. Um, you know, the offensive line is a real problem, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it it is just look, man. I I, I really don't want to, you know, worry too much. I don't want to go into any hyperbole, but this is a problem. This offensive line is, is going to be the reason that we don't win the Super Bowl this year. We got everything we need except the offensive line. Um, I I can't even just watching the game. If you watch the game, you know exactly what I mean. Uh, Darrell Williams letting people just run right by him. Uh, Ike Bakker being put on his butt. Um, obviously Josh Allen had a great day on Josh Allen, and you know the tackle, the forced fumble, the sack, the interception. Okay, cool. Or not forced fumble, but fumble recovery. Cool, cool, cool. The Jaguars defense, they played a great game. Um, I can't really knock them too much. Uh, that was just they they put on a show. Um, and this game reminded me of rookie Josh Allen. It did, and I'll tell you why. Rookie Josh Allen had basically turnstiles in front of him as, you know, it, as it pertains to his offensive line, there wasn't 300, 350 pound, you know, killers on the line. There was none of that. It was just cotton balls, basically like trying to keep out bullets, you know? Um, and his, his receivers didn't help very much either. Um, but I don't know how much receivers can help when they only have two seconds to run their route, you know? Um, but this reminds me of Ricky Josh Allen because people say Ricky Josh Allen was garbage, was trash, etc. And I don't think people quite understand the magnitude of just how important uh, offensive line can be when you don't have one. You know, when when the people in front of you can't block, you can't trust them. The whole game plan goes out the window. You can't run the ball as we've seen. Um, you know, uh, there was uh, one of the beat reporters for the Bills. I can't remember her name. Um, she replaced um, Marcel. Uh, so I, I can't remember her name. Give me a second. Elena Getzenberg. Elena Getzenberg, she posted on Twitter. Um, Bills running backs had 0.22 on average, 0.22 yards uh, before contact. It's not even a full yard. Like you just barely get back to the line of scrimmage before you're getting hit in the backfield. And people say, oh, we need a new running back. Oh, they're not the problem. Zach Moss and David Singletary are plenty talented. The offensive line is garbage. Deion Dawkins is playing garbage. Uh, you know, Ike Bakker, Cody Ford is, listen, I wanted so bad Cody Ford to work out. I really did. And and I, I wanted him to work out badly because I, I I wanted the whole Brandon Bean narrative to be right. You know, how 
he never misses on draft picks, which, I mean, it's pretty fair to say he's been phenomenal with draft picks. But that's not that's not one. You know, we've got uh, Quentin Spain and, and, and Wyatt Teller, you know, uh, taking pictures together, talking about how far they've come. You know, obviously, Quentin Spain playing for the Bengals now, Wyatt Teller playing for the Browns. You know, now they're both on above 500 teams in the AFC North. And, you know, they're they're taking pictures together, talking about how far they've come. And obviously, they're both, you know, recognized as good offensive linemen at this point in their careers. And we have what feels like the worst offensive line in the league. Like, Josh had no time. Zero time. They couldn't get the ball going at all versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, a bottom 10 defense. And they look like the Jacksonville Jaguars we played in the playoffs two, three years ago. They look like the Jalen Ramsey, you know, the, you know, Calais Campbell, the, the, the Malik Jacks. They look like that dominant Saxonville. AJ Bouye, like it was so bad to witness. I uh, I really and look, I <laughs> I've I've watched two games in this specific, you know, I, 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 on live TV, I guess, and those were the Jacksonville game and the Steelers game. Now, if you listen to my programs, you know that I'm very very superstitious. I will never be watching a live TV Bills game again. I will be streaming it or, you know, however else I get it, but I, I won't be in the room that I was in watching the game anymore because I don't, those two losses are inexplicable. They make no sense. They, I don't even have a reason. Like it's just wow. Now, Again, I am superstitious, so I could lean toward the Manning cast, and I would say never, ever, 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 ever be on another, you know, uh, Manning cast football program. I don't care ever again, you know, do that, save that for the offseason. But, you know, obviously, I mean, I when I say that, I mean, like, good morning football, stuff like that. Save that stuff for the offseason. Obviously, Manning cast, you can't save for the offseason. But... I don't know, man. That that is just unbelievable, unbelievable. Josh didn't. He, I, I mean, statistically, he had a bad game, but I can't exactly knock him because I can. He didn't have a great game by any stretch of the imagination. However, when your offensive line is is just letting guys run free at you you've got triple teams on one you know one blocker or one different rusher while another one is running scot free at your quarterback that's unacceptable six to nine to the jacksonville jaguars is unacceptable now there was you know like the fourth and 16 uh you know where we had to pick it up josh did miss emmanuel sanders he was open and you know, we, we've got to hold him accountable to some degree, you know, uh, especially me. You know, I can't just keep, you know, making excuses for him. Although I don't truly, I truly don't think it was too much his fault. Like, 
what could you do? I don't think there's a quarterback in the league that could have overcome that offensive line. We saw what Patrick Mahomes happened, what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Listen, I don't like Patrick Mahomes. I don't like the Chiefs. But if you were watching that Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes made probably some of the best uh, non-productive plays I've ever seen. He put the ball on the money, like falling backwards, falling forwards, you know, on the run. People chase it. He put the ball on the money. And a lot of times his receivers just simply didn't come through for him. If 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 you have a situation where. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't. It's probably Patrick Mahomes isn't the best quarterback in the NFL at this present moment in time. But when somebody as talented as Patrick Mahomes can't even get things going because his offensive line is so bad, I feel less compelled to 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 uh, demonize Josh for it because Josh is uber talented, and you know, it's easy to it's easy to quit on a guy, right? Especially somebody like Josh who had to get it out the mud. Josh was a a player who, you know, wasn't recognized as a good player. Like I said, his rookie season, you know, people refer to him being trash when I don't think you're being trash. I think just the offensive line is just God awful. How are you supposed to be productive when you have 1.5 seconds to throw the ball? You know, the guys who you are trusting, can't even block for you in the minimally accepted, you know, manner. It look, I I don't, I'm not like a PFF guy, although I do somewhat respect, you know, what they do in terms of like, I, 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 I think that they have some good insight. I don't totally agree with everything they do. I don't totally agree with, you know, all of their, uh, you know, <laughs> all of their thing. I don't like I, for instance, um, turnover worthy play. I don't care. Like I get it. And I understand why, you know, you, you might look at it that way, but I don't really care about that type of stuff. If, you know, if it happens, it happens, but uh, I do respect them to some degree. I cannot wait to see the PFF grades for this offensive line. I expect to see a ton of 20s and and 30s and man. Um, but not only that, but Brian Dayball is not having a good a good season. He, he's not. Um, I I understand that you know things happen and 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 it's hard to. It's hard to blame him. You know, I, I do, you know, I, I totally understand he he lost his grandparents. And, you know, me, I'm an emotional creature myself. And I can understand how that may, you know, affect somebody, right? But there's just some situations where it's just like, what are you doing? You have no timeouts. It's one minute left in the in the half. And you're running a QB draw. I'm, I don't understand that line of thinking one bit. You know, I'm on Twitter and I thought it was just me. Everybody's saying the exact same thing. What? Why? Why would you do that? 
you know, J- Josh, you know, didn't handle the blitz very well, which is new. But uh, I mean, there were situations where he really wasn't even being blitzed. They had four, you know, rushers, three, you know, and guys are just getting through simply because nobody's blocking. Josh's, I've never seen Josh's jersey so dirty in my life. How are you supposed to run when, you know, <laughs> but, and Josh also has to hold on to the football. Um, I'm just extremely disappointed. Um, we have got to figure out a way to get Stefan Diggs going. You know, um, I feel like Stefan Diggs has been relatively quiet, which is really weird because if you look at his stats, I'm sure he has great stats for the season. Um, but he hasn't been the dominant force that we know Stefan Diggs to be, especially from last season. Him and Josh don't seem to have that crazy connection. Like he, you know, through nine weeks, which is a little more than half of the football season uh, so far this year, right? Um, no, actually half because we have a we have 18 weeks this year, not 17. So half the football season, he's at 48 receptions, 588 yards, 12.3 yards of reception, three touchdowns. Now, that's not bad stats, but it doesn't feel impactful. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't feel like he's out there straight dominating games the way he did last year, uh, uh, like versus the Steelers when when we needed a spark. And Stephon Diggs came out the second half and absolutely torched their defense. You know, we, we kind of see it get going. Um, we kind of see it, you know, it was, it was starting to get going versus the Jags. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, finally, you know, like this is where we turn it up. Uh, and I never fully expected us to lose the game. I was kind of like, just, okay, you know, this is absolutely disgusting. Uh, this is going to, I was thinking in my head, like, this is going to be the worst win I've ever seen in my life. Like, super disappointed, right? Because I was disappointed in the Miami game, but this was just on another level. And then I take a look at, you know, I mean, obviously we lose and it's just like, what are you kidding me? How do we lose this game to the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams? I would have been disappointed if we lost to the Packers like this. Uh, one of the better teams in the NFL I'd have been disappointed in. So to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars this way was just totally demoralizing. It was deplorable. It was every horrible word you can think of. Josh said he played like ish. I don't disagree, but I don't necessarily agree either. I don't think that it was completely his fault. Um, if I had to put blame, I would say 70% of the blame is on the offensive line. I would put like 20% of the blame on Dayball, and I would give maybe 10% to Josh or the coaching staff. Actually, let's go 60% offensive line. Let's go 30% coaching staff because I don't think McDermott was super great either. Um, kudos to the defense. Kudos to the defense. Leslie Frazier, you are you're unbelievable. And Leslie Frazier needs his flowers. Um, Seriously, Leslie Frazier needs his flowers. For us to be in a situation where ever since McDermott has come in, Leslie Frazier has been a consistent, great coach. 
We've always had, a, at the very least, a good defense when healthy. Last year is really the only exception. And, and it wasn't even last year. It was the beginning of last year, you know, when guys like Tremaine Edmonds are unhealthy. You know, we've got Davius White and, and you know, Josh Norman were – oh, sorry, not Josh Norman. And Levi Wallace were out for the Tennessee game, which is really the only game where we got the score ran up on us. You know, uh, Leslie Frazier – is the most underrated coach in probably the league, if you ask me. And uh, I would definitely like to see Leslie Frazier here for the duration of his career, if that's possible. Although I absolutely believe he deserves a head coaching job far more than Brian Dayball. And it's not very close, if you ask me. Leslie Frazier's numbers to be what they are it's just a model of consistency, uh, discipline, uh, just absolute master class of how to how to coach the position or how to, you know. Um, and, and you know what? A lot of that probably can be attributed to Sean McDermott as well. So I call it Mick Frazier in the same, you know, in the same manner that I would refer to Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott is Mick Bean. But. I think it's start time we start giving Leslie Frazier his flowers, especially if we're going to give Brian Dayball his flowers after one good season. I won't even say, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a great. I'll say great. And I'm very careful with my words. If you if you listen to me, you'll know that I'm okay-ish, you know, I'm good-ish. You know, I, I, I do tears, right? It's either bad, okay, good, or great, or like phenomenal or something. And I would say last year, uh, Brian Dayball had a good-ish season. You know, it was it was good to, you know, stepping on the, the toes of that great, you know, season. I think Josh uh, had a lot more to do with it than just Brian Dayball, you know, calling uh, having a great season. Although I'm not going to knock Brian Dayball for what he did. I do appreciate it. But I think that Josh kind of, you know, added some oomph to it. Brian Dayball, or I'm sorry, Leslie Frazier doesn't necessarily have that player that's just like so unbelievably, incredibly dominant, like a Josh Allen, where it's just like, okay, this guy, like, we don't have an Aaron Donald. Not yet, at least. Ed Oliver looks pretty good. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald, but I do think he can be a great player. Tredavious White is really, really good. Um, I wouldn't say he's like a Jalen Ramsey, though. I think Tremaine Emmons is going to be really, really – I think he's really, really good now. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be uh, Hall of Fame worthy, you know, when it's all said and done. But as of right now, he is no Luke Keekley. As of right now, he is no Fred Warner. He is no Darius Leonard. Matt Milano. I think the same with him. I think that he's going to be a great player one day. As of right now, he's a, he's a really good player. He he might even be a great player. He's on that goodish, you know, edge. But as of right now, he he's not Thomas Davis Sr., you know. He he's not, you know, he's not that Ray Lewis. He's not Terrell Suggs. He's he's Matt Milano, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good you know, he he's working on that great player status. I love Matt Milano. 
but we don't have a Josh Allen of our defense, which I mean, not very many people get that, you know, that's obviously, you know, a guy like Josh Allen is a phenomenal talent and he's a, you know, a generational talent. So, you know, I can't really knock the defense for not having a generational talent, but that just brings home my point even more about how great Leslie Frazier and, and McDermott are doing on his defense. Listen, I hope Teron Johnson never get, gets injured again. Um, I, I like Saran Neal. Um, I, I feel like he can be a great player for us one day, but today or Sunday was not that day. And I think that I won't say because I, I've seen AJ Klein go from being absolute awful to being pretty damn good. So I won't say it won't happen this season, but Sunday was not that day. It was not pretty. It wasn't fun. Uh, it, it was, it was really, really difficult to watch. Um, he, he made a couple mistakes and they, they were crucial uh, because of how close the game was. Uh, Tyler Bass is an elite kicker if I've ever seen one. Um, I just, wow. <laughs> wow. I can't even be mad at Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass does everything we ask of him and more. Some of the kicks that Tyler Bass makes, is, it's like, I, I'm not expecting him to make that. And he makes it anyway. Not only that, but is he so accurate, but he also has one of the strongest legs in the NFL. I would have almost liked to see the Bills kick the field goal just to try to tie it on that fourth and 16. I mean, you lose the game either way. But I think Tyler Bass could have possibly made it, to be honest with you. But overall, man, I just am extremely disappointed. Uh, that was a bitter pill to swallow. I kind of feel like I'm at a point where I'm not going to be making any more Bills predictions. Of course, I will be here to give you guys content. Um, of course, I will be here to to give you guys my opinion on the games. But I, I I won't be making any more predictions because how could I? Now how how could I make any more predictions? We go out and we dominate the 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 AFC defending champions, and then we get we lose the 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 the, the best team. Or I'm sorry, the worst team in the league, basically. We lose to the team with, with you know, a rookie quarterback who hasn't looked very good. The, the, the NFL officials are ruining the game as well. But before I get out of here, I do want to say the NFL officials are ruining the game. It's so bad that they weren't called for multiple false starts. They just were like blatant. And, you know, the, the one on fourth down where we got called for the false start, uh, but it was Ike Bucker. He, like, twitched his eyelash, and they somehow saw that. But they didn't see, you know, the, the Jaguars. They didn't see the whole right side of the line 
you know, move before the ball was snapped. It it was absolutely, oh man. Oh my goodness. Um, and I don't want to blame the, uh, I don't want to blame the rest for the loss because we shouldn't have lost period. And the refs had nothing to do with that. But I'm only saying that because the, the Jaguars are a bad team and the Bills should be beating, should be blowing out bad teams. But the refs are deplorable. It is so bad. Uh, Joey Bosa had a, had a comment earlier this year in the season. Listen, he is absolutely 100% correct. I don't know what the NFL is going to do about these referees, but they're very bad. Specifically in calling Bills games, it's 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 disgusting. The pit game, awful refereeing. Uh, the the Tennessee game, awful referee. And and I know I'm only mentioning the games we lost, but it was awful. It was so bad. It was bad in games we've won. If you remember the Chiefs game, they literally single handedly tried to keep the Chiefs in the game. And, and, you know, teams shouldn't have to go out there and have to beat another NFL team as long as the referees. That's not fair. Call the game consistently. But to wrap things up, the Bills fall to five and three. Uh, it's a sad day in Buffalo. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very envious of you guys who, who can let this, you know, not ruin your mood. Uh, this is definitely a mood killer for me. It, it kind of has put in a damper on my entire hopes as, of this season. I don't even know what to expect anymore. I was the guy that said we were going 17 and 0. Steelers loss was. Not good at all, but I was like, all right, it's week one. I understand. Tennessee Titans lost. Shouldn't have lost, but I get it. Shit happens. This one. This loss. This this loss makes as much sense as blue plus green equals white. This loss makes as much sense as three times four equals one. This makes no sense. There is no logic behind this loss. And I'm just extremely disappointed. Um, but um, I don't even know what else to say. Um, I'm sure that you guys are just as disappointed as I am. And I'm sure you guys don't even want to listen to any more just about how bad the, the team was. But... Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, try to at least enjoy, you know, my week before we play the jets and hopefully we don't lose to the jets, but in any case, um, I really appreciate you guys, you know, tuning in. I appreciate, you know, the patience you guys have displayed It is so much appreciated. Um, but yeah, man, uh, maybe we need to share the same, uh, you know, patience for the bills. I'm not sure, but it's not looking good, ladies and gentlemen. But this is.
been the windshield factor podcast i am just as general you can follow me on twitter ja17 mvp um make sure you guys tune in to home, home field advantage this wednesday at 9 p.m with my brother uh mike the caveman lisman and then also tune into first round by this friday with jake jordan izzy and we have special guest brooke mcbride as well so it should be a fun one uh uh well we i'm gonna be honest we probably won't talk about the jacksonville jaguars game we will probably skim over it for like um five minutes and then just go right into you know um you know the jets game because this 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 needs to be redemption like you know Brian, sean mcdermott said that that we have a shoe in our rock a rock in our shoe that we can't ignore for too much longer and he's absolutely right something's got to give with this offensive line they're single-handedly ruining our, ruining our season. But so long, guys. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to The Wind Chill Factor with your host, Justice General. Be sure to catch Justice every Tuesday only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.